You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Michael? Andre? It's not often I get a message from you frantically being like, we have to record a podcast right now. We have to get it out immediately. And I was thinking, okay, like what? Gerard Como isn't in front of the Supreme Court and uh, no other wineries have had uh, staff members accused of sexual misconduct. What the hell is this guy talking about? Well, well, hold on. I, you tweeted something, and I was going to get into it with you on Twitter. Okay. And I thought, no, you know what? We often do things in private where we, uh, you know, in, in tasting labs and tasting rooms at your kitchen table, and we discuss some of the, some really great issues. Okay. And then the microphone goes on, and we shoot the shit about a, a glass of wine. And I thought, you know what? This one might be an issue to talk about. Okay, um, if it's the tweet that I'm thinking about, is it the one from August 6th? Uh, read it to me. Any brewer who drops their price to a dollar a beer is making a political statement, nothing more. They will not see a dollar from my wallet. And then I read a few of the replies on that post. And uh, yeah, that's the one I wanted to, um, I, I think I want to address that. Okay. And so I'm, I'm going to let you, I guess, is that your piece? You're just going to say that uh, you're making a political statement? I, I believe it's a political statement and a blind endorsement of a Ford government, that provincial government. And I'm sure that there's some of our listeners who, I, I don't usually like getting too political on this, but I feel like a lot of the activities being done by this provincial government since being elected have been very petty, short-sighted, and to a certain point, cruel. Especially okay. announcing, so, like making this announcement and, and pulling it out at a craft brewer a week after cutting um, the guaranteed income program, which is something that I think is very important and also is something if conservatives took a second to understand would realize is actually a very good program. So I don't want to get too political on it. Okay. I wanted to just focus on what you were saying about the buck of beer. Okay. Okay. So let's just take it from an alcohol standpoint and not shit all over the government because oh, if but every I time do that hmm? I said, but I want to do that. I know you do, but look, <laughs> if I got, if I, if I shit on the government and didn't do some of the things I didn't like that the government had proposed, I wouldn't pay taxes. Okay. And we all see what, what that does to people like Paul Manafort. So look, you said not a dollar from my wallet for this buck of beer. Yes. You're a wine drinker. You're not the customer who's originally going to buy the buck of beer. That's what I really wanted to start with. Okay. That's uh, that's a good point. I probably wasn't going to buy it. Well, no, I probably wasn't going to buy buck of beer anyways. Correct. So you're not the customer. My brother, who's a beer drinker, will probably go out and buy a shit ton of buck of beer. Just to try them, just to see if he can save a dollar or two on uh, on beer, and that's that's the customer they're going for, the wine drinker or the person who chooses beer over wine is liking this idea. We're not their customer. Okay, well, let me say that um, from a, a larger scale. Uh, and, and play a little bit of devil's advocate here. So, Michael, what does the C in LCBO stand for? Control. And um, 
do we want to make sure that alcohol is incredibly easily accessible or do we want to at least kind of set a, a bench line on how and where and, and how much alcohol people can get access to if that's a mandate of the government? Well, it's a double-edged sword, obviously, what we're doing, because they always preach social responsibility, yet, you know, I can get 10 air miles for buying this wine, uh, and, and I can buy as much as I want. Uh, they've now put wine and, and beer into grocery stores, so obviously accessibility is getting a little bit better, although the LCBO still controls the whole deal. Um, well, the, the government LCBO has, makes has... money off of booze. Well, and the LCBO has set a benchmark for, for quality as well, and... Um, and countries and countries and countries of origin for what goes into grocery stores, but um, I'm actually fundamentally not opposed to minimum prices on products and also minimum sort of quality of of products. Like I would love to see factory made wines disappear if we're really committed to maintaining that C in control. Look, the, the LCBO doesn't always bring in quality. That's the biggest lie you've ever told on this podcast. No, 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 no. I, I didn't you say, know it. Hey, 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 hey. Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say that they always bring in quality. But what I said was one of the nice things about the grocery store program is they've set uh, limits on how much access to shelf VQA has. And uh, I don't think there's any disagreeing that even at entry level, an entry level VQA wine is a higher quality than, say, Yellowtail or a lot of factory-made wine from South Africa, uh, at least when you're buying entry-level VQA, which is it's guaranteed 50% of the shelf at the LCBO, you're getting a quality product that was not factory-made. Now, I look, I know that you're against Ford Nation. I just know that. Yeah. You, you always have been, but I would like to point out this. And, and I come at it from kind of kind of a very selfish vantage point, I guess. Well, don't bore us. Cut to the chorus. So, he made the promise before he got elected that he was going to bring back Buck a Beer. Did he not? Yeah, he certainly did. Okay. Folks. So, if he's going to bring that one, he also made the promise to dismantle the LCBO. And I would like to see it. I don't think he actually made that promise, Michael. I think he made the promise to actually do a little more privatization in Ontario. But I don't not totally dismantle the LCBO. I but don't to bring in some privatization as far as the wines go. And I think if he's going to do the buck of beer, then we can hold his feet to the fire for the wines. You know, I will actually agree that that is that is a tipping point. But just so we're being factual, I don't believe that it was actual actually a campaign promise. I don't think he touched wine or the lcbo really at all during the campaign like buck of oh, beer, beer came don't out towards me the go end into there. my pocket well hang on let us take a moment and fact check this may 18th 2018 309 p.m from the canadian press Progressive conservatives would allow beer, wine to be sold in corner stores. Doug Ford says, if elected premier, he would allow beer, wine, cider, and coolers to be sold in corner stores. Under their plan, up to 450 grocery stores will sell beer and cider, including 300 also selling wine. Michael. But the, but the liberals have not, haven't supported expanding sales in other retail outlets. Michael. Boom. Michael. No. Oh. No. Pick your mic back up off the floor. 
You said that he promised to dismantle the LCBO. Nowhere in there okay. does he say he's going to dismantle the LCBO. All it right, sounds I'll like you could, you could you could broaden you could broaden the access, which is something I support under the um, under the current current program. But uh, I, I would be hoping for more private sales in in corner stores. I think I think having uh, private access having access to private stores, if there's a way to sidestep the LCBO program, would be a, a boon for the Ontario wine industry, especially given how hip certain neighborhoods are in Toronto, it would give smaller wineries access to market in theory. And I, I know that you are in favor of it because when we were in Quebec this year in Saguenay <laughs> yeah. for the wine festival, we stopped at a gas station to get some gas. And while I was pumping gas, you went in to get your Red Bull or whatever else. And you came out. And if I can quote you properly, let me see if I can remember it. I almost bought us a uh, two for just because I could buy it in a gas station. You know, if I can make a true confession about this too, um, in 2014, I drove from Toronto to California. I absolutely never, ever, ever, ever drink and drive. Do not support that. Always drink responsibly. But every gas station I stopped at in the United States, I bought beer because I could buy individual tall boys. I could buy craft beer. I bought craft beer from every state that I stopped in. And I ended up with all these beers on like the second last night because I, I was I was the only one doing the driving. And it was just like I was buying the beer because I could and because it was yeah. affordable. Yeah. Before it was good. And it was good. Is the big thing. I remember stopping in Ohio and picking up, you know, honey brown ale in these massive cans for two dollars a can. Like that's that's what I'm talking about, Andre. Okay, Accessibility so- and, you know, cheap prices for the consumer who wants to consume that product. And if he can do that, then I'm all for it. Well, I mean, let's go back to kind of the, the very beginning, though, um, which is unfortunately going to make things a little bit a little bit political, is that Doug, you know, rallying behind this buck of beer is setting up businesses uh, to fail. He's essentially asking people to take a loss. And I know he said there's no financial incentives tied to this, which is... A little bit of a lie. Fine. There's no like money that's exchanging hands, but giving uh, breweries access to choice spots at the LCBO and in the magazine does carry a, a, a price tag to that. You're giving a financial incentive for people to go to this race to the bottom. But I've seen several brewers from Ontario post what it costs to make a, a can of beer and for them to sell a can of 355 millimeter beer uh, at a dollar, they would have to take beer? a loss. Not milliliter beer. Milliliter, milliliter. I said whatever. Slip of the tongue. Shut up, Michael. But I mean, they would they would have to take a loss. Like it was a, it was a dumb dumb promise in the first place. And any brewer that is willing to take a loss uh, on making beer is making a political statement. But and, I, I and, would, and fine I, if if that political statement, it, as I've said, if that political statement is blind support for the Ford Party. Um, I know which brewers to avoid, but I'm sure for some people, that's going to be their dog whistle to go and buy that beer. But I will, I will bring you this to the table. As a wine drinker, think of this. Okay. There are some wineries out there who have a couple of wines that are, let's call them, budget priced. Okay. And we always love a winery with a budget priced wine and one of the things i've always said to any winery who would ask me is look you need something at under twenty dollars under fifteen dollars let's say 
that gets the consumer excited so that they will buy that on a regular basis so that when they are ready to buy something more pricey, they'll think of you because you offered them good value at the lower price. So now they're going to spend 30. They're going to spend $40 on a bottle of wine because you offered them something at a price that they could afford when they could afford it. Okay, but I think your analogy where you're you're talking about entry level wine and guiding people to more premium product premium products doesn't cross over to beer. I, I think uh, the craft beer industry has been fighting for a very long time for legitimacy and to be taken taken seriously and not just. Um, I think the word that we've been using on this podcast has been sessionable, but I mean. You know, they're not making products that they're expecting people to toss into a beer pong in, in college. They're trying to make craft products. And, I mean, something like Bucca Beer could do more to damage um, damage the brands of craft brewers if they're expected to do this race to the bottom. Look, I think craft beer will not be hurt in any way, shape, or form by this. People who drink craft beer are always going to want to drink good craft beer. There are also those people who want to buy a Bucca Beer. They love that. There was a big, huge call when they raised it to $1.25. Everybody was like, that sucks. This is the shittiest thing this government has done. And yet they still voted them in the next time. But what I'm saying is the folks that are drinking craft beer are not going to buy the buck of beer. Your wine drinker is not buying a buck of beer. So you saying you're not going to get a dollar out of my wallet, they weren't going to get a dollar out of your wallet anyway, Andre. You weren't buying the $1.25 beer. Well, now they're going to extra not get a dollar out of my wallet. So there. And I would also like to point out that um, wineries take a loss occasionally on wines, and that's why the government has that top-up program. It's about market share and developing customer recognition. That's what you're trying to do when you take a loss on a product. It's been done before. It'll be done again. Well, it's just too bad that uh, many of these small upstart brewers making fantastic stuff can't afford to take a loss on a product, even with a top-up, I'm guessing. And they, and they will not take advantage of this buck of beer. Molson's, Labatt's, I'm sure they will. Oh, we'll see. And then I will boycott the rest of their products as well. <laughs> and there we go. Andre is just <laughs> buying wine for the rest of his life. Well, it looks like this time I'm going to be the one getting the angry phone calls. So to all of our conservative listeners, I still love you. Even though I don't love our government, we will get through this together. Look, I may get angry phone calls, too, because people will think I'm standing up for the government. So you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess we'll see see what happens. I mean, yeah, I just I'm kind of pissed at, at the government for making beer political. Isn't beer and wine just about making people happy? Sure it is. But now they've just made beer drinkers very happy. Oh, God, Michael. All right, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Please don't unsubscribe because I'm a a lefty commie. Um, We appreciate all the people listening to us kind of extra after this episode. I'm Andre Prue from andrewinerview.ca. And my socialist friend, I am Michael Pincus of michaelpincuswinerview.com. Good night. Good night, Andre. (laughs) Go drink a beer. So much trouble. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.